Welcome to Monday Morning Murder in the News with Alyssa Carroll. Good morning, heathens, and happy Murder in the News Monday that I'm going to try to release every single Monday morning because the rest of the regular news is just hot, scary garbage, and you know you'd rather be hearing my bullshit anyway, right? So I've scoured the internet for the headlines so that you don't have to. Happy commuting, and don't murder anyone this week, okay? So here we go. And side note, if you hear some purring in the background, it's because my cat, Gabby, decided she wanted to be a part of this recording, too. So, the first headline we have comes out of ABC 15 News. The headline reads, Man impregnates his stepdaughter, forces children to perform sexual acts, affidavit says. This is coming from Monday, March 6th, 2023. So, this happened in San Antonio. The article reads, a 39-year-old man allegedly impregnated his 23-year-old stepdaughter with the pair accused of sexually assaulting two children, according to an affidavit. Police in Texas said Eric Wayne Cavanis and Anna Carol Cavanis were arrested and charged with aggravated sexual assault. The affidavit notes that the victim's mother reported on February 16th that her 13-year-old said they were being forced into sexual relations by their father, Eric Cavanis. The first child was interviewed by detectives and she said she had been assaulted by her father. Detectives said the child was forced to perform sexual acts on both Eric Cavanis and Anna Cavanis after they directed the child into their bedroom. The second child interviewed did not want to talk with detectives as recounting the incidents made her uncomfortable because clearly. But now according to a warrant, the mother of the child said her daughter, Anna Cavanis, is now in a sexual relationship with the mother's husband, Eric Cavanis. The mother said Eric is Anna's stepfather and that they have conceived a child together. Detectives interviewed Anna, who denied Eric was the biological father. Authorities later interviewed Eric, who was informed of the allegations and denied that he is the father. He allegedly also denied the sexual allegations regarding his children. Now, Eric said that he has had, quote, multiple false allegations made in the past by his mother-in-law, end quote. He later asked for DNA to disprove the allegations of being the father of Anna Cavanis's child and consented in the DNA analysis. That same day, the mother of the victims shared that she believed that Anna Cavanis would, quote, run with the baby due to the fear of losing her child and Eric going to jail. Police tried to call Anna, but she did not answer, with authorities leaving her a voicemail reminding her about the DNA test. Authorities said that she did not call back. The next day, detectives tried to call her again, but to no avail. They also went to her home, but no one answered the door. Police tried to call Eric, and after knocking on the door several times, no one answered. Shocker. The affidavit noted that Eric and Anna were purposefully avoiding contact with law enforcement to abstain from cooperating with the investigation. The police later arrested both Eric and Anna. 
they faced separate bond amounts of $150,000 each. Both are awaiting their pre-hearing at the Bexar County Jail in April. So this one, this next one, it kind of goes twofold, right? So coming out of KIRO7, it says, Missing Georgia man's body found rolled in carpet, wrapped in plastic in Baton Rouge. The body of a missing Georgia man traveling on business has been found. Nathan Millard's body was found in a vacant lot near a road in Louisiana, about three miles from where he was last seen, WSB reported. Millard, a contractor, was on a business trip in Baton Rouge when he was reported missing after last being seen late Thursday night at a pub in downtown Baton Rouge. Millard went to a basketball game, then to a bar, WSB reported. Well, WBRZ reported that the staff at the bar cut off Millard after they said he'd had too much to drink, and he left the bar alone around 11.30 p.m. to head back to his hotel. When he didn't attend a meeting the following morning, the client asked the hotel staff to check Millard's room, which appeared not to have been slept in. Then the client went to the police to file a missing persons report. His phone and wallet were found on the ground, and at one point, a homeless person was questioned for using Millard's credit card at a Baton Rouge bus station. His debit card had been used several times before the family was able to deactivate it. Someone called the police Monday morning when they noticed a foul smell. EquiSearch said Millard's body was rolled in a carpet and wrapped in plastic. It appeared he had been dead for a period of time. Millard's cause of death has not been determined and is pending an autopsy, according to the advocate. So speaking of wrapping people in blankets when they're dead, because disposal is such an issue in this industry, right? We have Fox 10 for Phoenix, an article with them titled Teen Found Dead Wrapped in Blanket in Mojave County, Parents Arrested, Sheriff's Office. This was published March 6, 2023. So Kingman, Arizona. The investigation into the death of a 16-year-old Arizona boy has led to the arrests of three people, including the teen's parents. The Mojave County Sheriff's Office says 41-year-old John Imes and Amber Lee Valentine, 41, reported to deputies on February 25th that their 16-year-old son had run away from their Kingman home. The couple told deputies their son was last seen two days prior at around 10 a.m. On February 28th, deputies found a body wrapped in a blanket behind a stone wall in Kingman. The victim was not identified and autopsy results are pending. A few days later, on March 2nd, Valentine called the sheriff's office to report that she had just freed her 14-year-old daughter, who was allegedly being held captive by Valentine's roommates, a 39-year-old man whose name I could not pronounce, and Richard Pounds, who was 34. Valentine and her daughter were taken to a Kingman hospital for treatment. While at the hospital, Valentine allegedly admitted to deputies that she and her husband Imes disposed of their son's body. Quote, 
She admitted that she lied to deputies when they reported him as a runaway and acknowledged that he was already deceased at the time of the report, end quote, the sheriff's office said. During questioning, Imes allegedly admitted to disposing of his son's body and lying to deputies about him running away from home. Deputies spoke to the couple's daughter at the hospital, where the teen claimed she had been abused by pounds and shot in the eye with a BB gun. The sheriff's office then contacted the Arizona Department of Child Safety, who took custody of the girl. Valentine and Imes were arrested and booked into jail. They are accused of abandonment, concealment of a dead body. Pounds and the other guy I can't pronounce were taken into custody after deputies executed a search warrant on their home. Pounds was arrested and booked into jail. He is accused of child abuse and aggravated assault. The sheriff's office said the guy I can't pronounce was released pending further investigation. So here we have yet another person found dead and wrapped up. This comes from the Daily Mail, and it is out of Georgia. So new video shows missing Georgia dad, 42, later found dead and wrapped in a carpet walking through Baton Rouge with mystery man. So newly released video shows a missing Georgia father walking through the streets of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with an unidentified man just hours before he was last seen alive. Nathan Millard, 42, was last seen in the early morning hours of February 23rd after he was kicked out of an Irish pub just steps from his hotel and started roaming the streets. At one point, the video obtained by WBRZ shows he was walking along Florida Boulevard with another unidentified man in a light-colored shirt. Millard was later found dead, wrapped in a carpet in a vacant lot, early Monday morning. Yet police say they do not believe there was any foul play in his death. The new surveillance footage offers a clearer picture of Millard's whereabouts in the hours leading up to his disappearance. It shows Millard, apparently in the same black shirt he wore when he left the Courtyard Marriott with a work client earlier that night, walking along Florida Boulevard in the Louisiana city. Sources said he left Happy's Irish Pub just a short walk away from the hotel at around 11.30 p.m. on February 22nd after an employee cut him off because he had had too much to drink. About an hour later, police say Millard was seen passing by a Greyhound bus station on Florida Boulevard where a security guard asked him if he needed any help. The security guard offered to call him a ride, get him an Uber, or call the police for him, Baton Rouge Police Captain Kevin Hines said at a news conference on Tuesday. Quote, he declined that offer and he left on his own accord, end quote. From there, Millard was reportedly seen roaming the area on multiple surveillance cameras, like the one that captured him with the unidentified man. Another apparently showed an unidentified person withdrawing money from Millard's debit card at the ATM near the bus station his wife previously released. It is unclear whether the man in that video is the same one who was seen walking with him nearby. 
Millard was last seen in these security videos at around 4.30 a.m. February 23rd, police say. And for those of us who feel like we're really never going to get any fucking closure over the John Binet situation, you know what I'm saying? Well, Fox 11 Los Angeles News put out an article and it says, John Binet Ramsey's Colorado home listed for $7 million. The Boulder, Colorado home where child beauty queen John Binet Ramsey was found murdered is now up for sale according to a recently post listing. The Zillow listing boasts 7,240 square feet of, quote, elegant living areas in an epic Boulder location. The home has five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and three half baths. The A-frame style house was listed on Wednesday for $7 million, a 250% increase from its selling price of under $2 million in 2014. The Ramseys sold the home less than two years after six-year-old John Benet Ramsey was found dead in the house's basement in 1996. So, hey, if you want to own that house, there you go. Our next article comes from Law and Crime from March 8th, 2023, and it says, Mother and boyfriend convicted in, quote, truly revolting torture killing of 10-year-old boy. This comes out of a KABC TV. So a 33-year-old mother in California and her 37-year-old boyfriend will likely spend the rest of their lives behind bars for brutally abusing and killing the woman's 10-year-old son. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Sam Oda on Tuesday found Heather Barron and Kareem Leva, I believe, guilty on one count each of first-degree intentional murder and torture in the 2018 death of Barron's 10-year-old son, Anthony. Oda also upheld a special circumstance allegation that Anthony was tortured during the commission of the murder. Quote, The brutality that was meted out on this young child was unimaginable, no child should endure this kind of violence and torture at the hands of the people who are supposed to love and protect him from harm, end quote, said L.A. County District Attorney George in a statement after the verdict. Quote, the actions taken by the defendants were truly revolting, and I am thankful that they will be held accountable, end quote. The couple waived their right to a jury trial in favor of a bench trial. They were also convicted on two counts of child abuse for treating two of the boy's siblings. They face a possible life sentence in prison without the chance of parole when they appear for their sentencing hearing on April 25th. So the backstory in this one is, according to a press conference from the DA's office, Deputies found an unresponsive child during a 911 call on June 20th, 2018, at a home in Lancaster. He died at a hospital the next day. The boy was severely dehydrated and had suffered extreme physical abuse in the weeks before his death, officials said. The manner of death was determined to be a homicide and the cause of death was determined to be dehydration and blunt force trauma injuries. During the trial, prosecutors said Avalos was, quote, 
so malnourished and dehydrated that his veins were collapsed. Oda castigated the defendants, saying they, quote, derived pleasure from seeing Anthony suffer. The acts of knowingly preventing Anthony from access to liquids involve each defendant actively keeping Anthony's bedroom door locked for the substantial duration of the period required to cause the severe dehydration, or when Anthony was not locked in his room. For each of them to just watch him or prevent him from access to liquids, Evidence adduced at trial shows both defendant Leva and Baron at separate times independently went into Anthony's room. This meant each had to lock his door when each exited. This was clearly a purposeful and coordinated action by both parents meeting the requirement of willfully. End quote. So Baron and Leva were accused of abusing the boy and his siblings for years. It became increasingly severe in the summer of 2018 when the couple, quote, tortured the boy every day for two weeks, end quote, before he died. According to the Times, the torture included reportedly forcing the children to kneel on nails or uncooked rice for extended periods, making them squat until they collapsed, force-feeding them hot sauce, withholding food and water, and locking them in their rooms for days. If the children urinated or defecated in their rooms, their faces would reportedly be shoved into their own waste. They also reportedly forced them to fight each other, with the losers typically suffering an additional beating at the hands of Leva. So, wow, that's absolutely horrific. Our next one comes out of KKCO 11 News. The uh, title reads, Man Arrested After Removing Organ from Victim, Sheriff's Office Says. This is coming out of Temple, Texas. A man in Texas was arrested for allegedly stabbing someone and removing an organ. Deputies were called on February 15th to respond to reports of a stabbing and found a victim whose organ was removed when they arrived at the scene. The stabbing victim was flown to a nearby hospital for treatment. Sean Thomas Goodman, 27, was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Officials with the sheriff's office said he was taken into custody on March 7th. Now, I did not see in there exactly what organ it was that he decided to take, but if the person lived, it must have been, you know, a kidney or something someone can spare. Yikes. Here we have from NJ.com. This was updated on March 9th, 2023. The title says, Man Killed Wife. Teenage son in murder-suicide, investigators say. The family of three found dead in a Roxbury home Tuesday were killed in a murder-suicide. Police found the bodies of Peter, 57, his wife Kelly, 58, and his son Anthony, 15, on Tuesday around 10 a.m. during a welfare check requested by a family friend at the home of the... Sukasuna section of town, prosecutors said. So authorities said that they believed Peter shot his wife and son before killing himself. Quote, this is a tragic murder-suicide brought on by domestic violence. It is a heartbreaking loss for the family, neighbors, 
schoolmates, friends, and the Roxbury community as a whole are mourning this shocking and senseless loss of life. We ask that citizens exercise discretion and compassion while discussing the situation on social media. End quote. Carroll added that there is obviously no danger to the public because the shooter killed himself. The motive and circumstances of these heinous acts are under investigation. All right, I've got a couple more for you. So we have another one, Law and Crime. This comes from Long Crime. And the headline says, Admittedly evil stepmom cries at murder trial over freezing garage death of ex-NYPD officer's eight-year-old son with autism. That's right. So this is from March 8th, 2023. So it says, Months after her former NYPD police officer fiancé was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for murdering his eight-year-old son, Thomas, a Long Island stepmother testified at her own trial that she was evil but not a killer. Angela Polina, now 45 and the sole defense witness in the case, cried on the stand as she told jurors, quote, I was evil, Patch reported at length on her testimony. So little Thomas, who had autism, froze to death after he was hosed down with water and forced to sleep in the garage in his Long Island home in the middle of winter more than three years ago. For that, a separate panel of jurors in Suffolk County found former NYPD officer Michael Valva guilty of murder in November 2022. But Paulina asserted on the witness stand Tuesday that her ex is solely responsible for the murder. Now, prosecutors say that the former couple forced Thomas and his 10-year-old brother Anthony, who also had autism, to sleep in a garage during the winter. Paulina did not dispute that the two children were forced to sleep in the garage, but, you know, she insisted that Michael's use of a hose to clean feces off of Thomas is what directly led to the boy's death. According to her reported testimony, Paulina claimed she was taking care of her three daughters and getting them ready for school on the morning of January 17, 2020. The defendant reportedly recalled Michael screaming that Thomas had soiled himself, his pants, quote, full of poop, end quote. She said she was embarrassed and upset that her ex was screaming loud enough for neighbors to hear, and she claimed to be shocked by what she witnessed Michael do to the victim. Quote, Michael put down the hose. I just shook my head and said, what the f***, Paulina reportedly said. I was shocked by what I saw. The defendant reportedly said Michael later stormed in from the garage and claimed the victim fell on the concrete floor. Second-degree murder and child endangerment charges were issued against both defendants in January of 2020, days after Thomas was pronounced dead at Long Island Community Hospital on January 20th. And I guess that's all I have for you right now. This has been... Monday morning murder in the news for your commute so that you don't have to listen to the crap that is all of the other news. And I really, truly hope that you have a great Monday. Just hang in there. Try not to, you know, unmute yourself in your meetings and say, you know, all of this could have just been a simple email as I fight that urge as well. 
Have a great week, guys. See you on Thursday.